The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and I am super excited to have you join us today while we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, Nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. I want you just to take a deep breath on that and slow exhale. Just visualize, imagine yourself in that state, whole, complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Right now, today, in the midst of everything that's going on in the world and in our society and in your home and at your job, peace, you, whole, complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. I hope that you can imagine living a life of peace every day because I'm here to tell you that yes, It is possible to live everyday peace. Yes, you deserve everyday peace. And yes, you can have everyday peace. We work together here on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And today is no exception. We have a fabulous guest today. Her name is Taishay Walton. And before I give you her introduction, I want to tell you something, that we are living in monumental change, are we not? I mean, everything is changing. It is changing. Everything. And perhaps you are aware, like I am aware, that things are always changing. They're always changing. But they're not always changing for everybody at the same rate as visibly as they are now. So now we got this visible change. And for me, it's comforting to know that, hey, I'm not in this alone. This is not Drayvon's personal storm, of which I have had many. This is a storm where I got a lot of buddies in this. And so I can reach to the left or to the right. I can make a phone call. And we are in this together and we can come to this through this together. And so there is strength in numbers and I am comforted by that, but it has changed just the same. And it's uncomfortable because people like certainty. And when I say people, I'm going to say our ego. Our ego loves the predictable. You can understand that, right? The ego doesn't want a lot of surprises because the ego job, and this is according to Drayvon, but I tell you, I've worked this theory for over 50 years and I love to dialogue on it. The ego's primary job is to survive and it wants you to survive because it survives through you. It survives through me. It does not necessarily want there to be war, but it will wage war in the effort of keeping us safe. The terrible thing about the ego, and I use the word terrible because The ego has the capacity, the intellectual capacity of a two-year-old. Very adoring, 
Oh my gosh, so sweet, adorable little two-year-old. But we've all heard the term, the terrible twos, right? It's intellectual capacity. It just can't do it for us. It, it's not a problem solver. In fact, sometimes it inflates things that don't necessarily have to be on fire and it makes them huger than what they have to do, have to be. So we're talking about change today. And the guest that I have on the show today, Taishay Walton, is uh, just a wonderful agent of change. She's a wonderful agent of change. I think you're going to agree with me after we spend some time with her today. <laughs> Taishay developed a passion for maintaining good mental health at a very young age. How many of us can say that? At a very young age, she developed a passion for maintaining good mental health, physical health, and spiritual health. As a former Division I athlete, she learned to make a commitment to mind, body, and spirit, day in and day out, repetition. Taishay is a licensed and insured massage therapist and a certified personal trainer and a performance enhancement specialist. She has also she also practices applied kinesiology and holds a bachelor's degree in business management. Taishay Walton, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I truly appreciate that introduction and all your good energy and vibes that started the party off. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm <laughs> so excited to have you here. And for our listening audience, I got to tell you that I became acquainted with Taishay through an article, um, that a posting that I saw that introduced this beautiful, vibrant spirit uh, who had relocated from Los Angeles to Texas. And so we're going to talk about that and why that really intrigued me and how she did that as um, change today. And we're talking about embracing change. And I really want you guys to stay with this program to the end because I know that it's going to be a blessing in your life, whether you are still in denial. And I don't think any of us are really in that place anymore, whether you're in denial or you accept that change is a coming. Uh, this program is going to help you. You're going to be able to go back. Maybe you want to get a piece of paper and take down a few notes. You're going to be able to go back and say, yeah, I got this from that show and I'm prepared. I'm ready to do this. So Taisha, just walk us a little bit from the beginning. You were a performance athlete, high performance athlete, division one school. What sport did you play? I played uh, basketball at New Mexico State University. That's uh, located in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And so from, from, High school to to playing Division One basketball, and mm-hmm. in Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. And tell us a little bit about your experience there. I mean, you know, you were playing basketball. Obviously, you were an athlete in high school, but there was a bit of transition, I'm sure, playing on that level in high school to playing Division One in Mexico. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, actually, the change started, you know, right in high school. You know, I was born in the um, born and raised in the inner cities of Los Angeles. Some people know it as Watts, South Central L.A. So um, my parents decided to send me, you know, from a public school to a private school setting out in San Pedro, California. And that was a private school setting. You know, I had a pretty good basketball program, uh, very high on their academics. So, you know, coming from the inner city, you know, closer to the water, you know, taking the highway literally to the end, um, that was a whole change for me. And then that opportunity itself presented the whole Division One scholarship opportunity to play in Mexico State. And, you know, obviously coming from, I'm moving from Los Angeles to New Mexico, away from your parents, away from my older sister. 
um, not necessarily being forced, but the opportunity to grow and thrive and be on my own, you know, pretty much navigate through the freshman life all the way up to being a senior, you know, while balancing the academics, balancing uh, community work, balancing being a student athlete, so student first before you're an athlete. You know, you have to you have to do so many um, study hall hours, keep your grades up. You know, tap in with your educators, tap in with your coach, uh, stay close knit with your teammates while traveling across the world to play basketball games. Um, change was happening at every moment of the day. You know, no day was the same. So that in itself, you know, pretty much built my mental muscle, which transitioned transitioned into the physical muscle and. That literally prepared me for life itself as far as where I'm at today, you know, living in Dallas, Texas. I love that. And I'm sorry, I, I said Mexico. It's New Mexico. But I, I love yes, that, that you <laughs> you identify this change. So you were, you know, you were building this muscle. And I like to think of being able to change adaptability as a muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, you were bu- you started building this muscle of change very early, you know, to be um relocate to a school away from your community that's that's changed there's some whether it's planned change or unplanned change it still carries a degree of emotions with it and a lot of those emotions mm-hmm. are fear based so you you got that very on so very early Absolutely. on so you you go through this experience you finish this division 1 basketball and then you make the decision to do what yeah, so once I um, got finished with the basketball opportunity in school itself, um, I actually stayed a little while longer because I was offered an opportunity to be a grad assistant, you know, for all the athletic teams there. And a grad assistant pretty much entailed, um, you know, being available for any of the sports teams in the uh, sports and conditioning realm because my minor was in sports education. So I got the opportunity to learn how to uh, train athletes and, you know, be the nutritional coach, pretty much be an advisor. And that's when I learned, besides in high school, how much I love to be hands-on with people and athletes. And that pretty much transcended into me being a licensed massage therapist. So they offered for me to um, get my license, come back there and work as a grad assistant, you know, being a licensed massage therapist, working with the athletes. And once I got done with that grad assistant opportunity, I moved back to L.A., uh, started the business, and... Another change in itself, I graduated during a recession. That was 2009. That was actually at the peak of it. So, you know, you graduated college, you have your degree, you did everything that they told you to do as far as society goes, right? You know, um, go to school, get an education, and then, then get a high-paying job. That's the goal. But obviously jobs were not available. So um, quite honestly, you know, I went through a stint of a depression. You know, once I had to leave school, go back to L.A., and all I had was a piece of paper, you know, but I was blessed with uh, parents that, you know, continue to um, educate me and encourage me you know, to stick with it. You know, I have a degree. Uh, what else can I do with it? I've always wanted to start a business and I had to tap back into what I did with those athletes back at the school. So um, I said, you know what, let me go ahead and use this license in massage therapy and personal training, put it all together and, you know, just start working with people, you know, start getting free services, you know, start coaching people for free. Uh, my family set up, like, you know, different um, massage chairs and massage table for me at the family cookout. Their friends referred people to me. And the wheel just kept going and going and going. And before you knew it, I had a thriving business. And, um, you know, it's just a blessing, you know, that I had that support from the junk, my older sister, from my mom and my dad, uh, plenty of mentors. 
um, the church family, you know, all of those things that just pretty much kept loving on me, kept encouraging me. Even though I was pretty resistant sometimes because changes change. I'm still young and trying to figure out myself. And, um, you know, it's just a blessing that it literally transcended into something way bigger than me and way bigger than I expected. And it's still growing to this very day amongst some more change, <laughs> you know, during these uncertain times right now. So um, overall, you know, it's just been a blessing to um, serve people, um, encourage people, and inspire people, you know, through my business because no day is the same and nothing is certain. And that's pretty much where we're at right now. And I just want to continue to be that light for people and keep encouraging people that it's okay to not know what's what to expect. That's what keeps us alive and growing. No day is the same. And you said no day is the same. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that because once we embrace this uncertainty, once we embrace uncertainty, we are by default embracing change. Once we mm-hmm. embrace change, we are accepting evolution to evolve, right? If, it were, if there were actually dinosaurs who walked the, world, walked the earth at one time, what we can surely say about them is that they were not adaptable right? Because Mm -hmm. they no longer exist. Things were changing and they were unable to embrace those changes. So they no longer exist. And so then we can also think of people, you know, I remember when I was coming up somewhere in my younger years in probably college or high school, I remember someone saying to me that you either need to get on board with change or get ready to be steamrolled over by change. So, and that always (laughs) stuck in my mind, right? And so it's interesting, but what I find um, interesting about your story up until this point, and we're still in the beginning of this change that we're going to talk about, but right now you have identified, you know, this, what I, you know, denial of change. You get out of you get out of college, and then there's this part of us that resists the fact that hey, I you know, well in your case you went you, Division One, you were basketball, but a lot of people get out and they have a huge amount of debt in this little mm-hmm. piece of paper, right? And mm-hmm. there's this thing that says you know, that they're in denial that this wonderful thing has ended, education has ended, in the formal sense, and this life, this brutal life has started, and you're not getting what you bargain to get you know you you agreed mm-hmm. to go into this amount of debt you agreed to put in these hours of study in return you were expecting society to be able to offer you a job and not just a job a good paying job and so you, you go through that point you know this denial you know this is what's happening to me you get to the point where you accept it and you start accepting what I love to hear you say is that you start accepting you had a positive acceptance you said people offered you help you said okay I'm ready. I'm going to take that help. I'm going to, you mm-hmm. know, uh, get my business together. I'm going to make, get some ideas together of how I can bridge what I love with this degree and my skill set. And here we are. We're offering something, a service, each and every one of us. If we could get this, each and every one of us, that we provide a service. And I would say that everybody that I've talked to, and interviewed on this show and everywhere else, clients that I've worked with, all of their good fortune has come through the service that they were passionate about supplying. Absolutely. 
right? Absolutely. It's not just the service, right? It's how you, you know, people say, uh, you know, in the Baptist church, and this is, uh, you know, no dig on the Baptist. They probably do it in every religion, but give till it hurts. Right? <laughs> and, and, right? No dig, no dig on the Baptist. Not, not at all. I, I was, yeah, 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 for sure. Many years, but give till it hurts. And and that's, that's good. That's service, right? But that mm-hmm. energy, when it's hurting, it does not produce the fruit that you want back. When you get exactly. from passion, from your passion exactly that's when you get you know then you get back the sevenfold when you get from your passion so you you did that and then you um figured out how to start giving to more people you're giving at the family reunions you're doing it with the church and your business starts to repay you and yeah all through this all through this you're growing because you're you're using your change, your changing plan to help change the lives of other people. So now we've gone through all of that. Now, this is what we're here to talk about today, how I met you, (laughs) (laughs) Um, virtually met you, uh, was because you had a desire. Tell us about that desire and and how, how you're living that out, that change that you want to do with your life. Yeah, so the overall change that, um, you know, because it's always for me, and that's what my parents like always told me, you know, you're so hard on yourself, you know, which, okay, why not? But I feel like that always pushes up to do better. But, um, you know, I was at a point where I was feeling like I was getting way too comfortable in Los Angeles. You know, it's like, that's where I was born and raised. I know everybody. Everybody knows me. Um, I love my family. I love being around them, but it's just something in my stomach and in my brain that was saying there's more and there's more that you can be doing. And um, what really encouraged that change, you know, you you actually mentioned it, you know, turning that pain into passion and purpose. Um, Both of my parents, they both have um, transitioned. You know, they're no longer here on earth. They're here in the spiritual realm. They're in heaven now. So um, once my parents, my mom passed first in February of 2015, and um, that in itself is a whole emotional cycle in itself, right? So when she passed, um, business was still going, but I actually took a break from it to give myself some time to grieve. And during that stint, um, that's when it just kept coming to me that I needed change. I need something different. So my best friend, she um, was encouraging me to kind of move out of state, you know, go somewhere different. And she was staying here in Dallas, Texas. So um, I actually had clients here, too, that I was flying back and forth, you know, between Los Angeles and Dallas to work with them. And they also encouraged me to make the change as well. They promised that they would take care of me. I said, okay, why not? I have nothing to lose, more to gain. So, you know, let's make it happen. So I moved in with her for the, uh, I told her, you know, it's going to be six months, get on my feet to make some stuff happen, you know, get on my feet and make things, you know, just keep moving as business goes. And she did that. I stayed with her for about six months. And within that six months, I mean, things just blossomed and boomed way more than I could have ever expected. I mean, I moved here with about five clients out of my pocket. Within six months, that five turned into 30. You know, that 30 turned into 60. And here we are today. So, um, you know, with that change from Los Angeles to Texas and using the pain, you know, the grieving to turn it into a passion and purpose and also encourage people during my painful process of grieving my mother that, you know, it's okay to not know and it's okay to be uncertain. I had no idea what to expect when I came to Texas. I just knew what my skill set was. I knew what I was good at. I know that I'm a good person. And I know that I had people that were willing to support me and help me thrive once I got here. And 
from within that six months to a year, that's when I met the um, owners of this company called Tiny Homes, uh, Indigo River Tiny Homes. And since the age of 12 years old, which you haven't talked about yet, I've always wanted a tiny home. I've always wanted my own space. And that client turned into just one of my best friends. He actually built my home. And this is where I am pretty much servicing people right now, virtually and physically, and while traveling to clients as well, from something that I've manifested and dreamed about since 12 years old during a lot of change. So, um, you know, just overall, just embracing change, being okay with it, and just not knowing what to expect, I feel that that's what made me into the person that I am today. And I feel that that's where our world is slowly but surely turning right now, you know, with COVID-19, you know, during all these lockdowns, the quarantines and everything, um, it's forcing a lot of people to slow down and embrace change because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't. Absolutely. We don't. It's going right. COVID-19 represents unplanned change, right? Mm -hmm. And unplanned change and planned change have the same, have the potential that is to have the same outcome uncertain yeah. outcomes. You took yep. a, you made a change and said, I'm leaving LA. I'm following my dreams to go to Texas. Well, you know, following not necessarily your dream to go to Texas, but you're, you had a friend that was persuading you to Texas and then mm -hmm. followed your dream to, to get into a tiny home. And we're going to talk about that in a second. And yes, I did mm -hmm. say tiny home, which is so beautiful. <laughs> and uh, so uh, but right, we're living during these times of change. And right now, COVID-19 represents unplanned change. And it could, and, and the results are uncertain how the outcome is going to be. However, the thing that is so beautiful about unplanned change to me, there is no hedging, right? When you have planned change, you can hedge. You can say, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm too scared. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Right. And I, and I just applaud you because you could have done that too. Here's you just lost your mom. You still have your, your dad and your sister, but somewhere within you were able to say, I'm going to be true to myself. I feel this yearning to, you know, this desire that I need to move beyond this space of comfort so that I can grow. And so you didn't let that loss handicap you. In fact, it sounds as though it fueled you to say, okay, this is the time I'm going to go do this. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and I love that. So you, you go forward and you say, I'm going to use this plan, I'm going to plan this change. I'm going to go forward and moving to Texas. When you get there from five to 30 to 60 to 90 and more clients, <laughs> I just want to say that there was, a, there was a book that I read many, many years ago at the loss of my first child that someone gave me. And it was, and I never really had the courage or the strength because it was such an emotional time in my life to read the book to the end. But it was just mm -hmm. the title that made me really dig deep and and really harness myself to my beliefs. And the title of that book was Just Enough Light for the Step That You're On. Oh, I like that. I always, yeah, and I, I hear that in your story is, you know, right, just enough light for the step that you're on. If you take that first step, five clients become 90 and beyond. <laughs> you, and all you could see was a person holding their hand out to you um, saying, you can come here. You got six months here. What do you have to lose? Nothing to yeah, lose, exactly. everything to gain. And when we look at life that way, I think that we will be more apt to take a chance on change and what it can do for us. So let's talk about this burning desire. Uh, 
for a tiny home. Like at the age of 12, you decide that you want to not only your own home, but you were specific enough to say, I want to be in a tiny home. How did, how did that come about? Yeah. So, um, it came back to basketball. Um, I started playing basketball right around 10 or 11 years old. And, um, we went, my mother and my father, we went to Las Vegas for a basketball tournament. And at the same time, there was this construction expo going on to my daddy. He was a, a construction worker. And um, so we were staying at the hotel called Circus Circus, and they had this construction expo going on. I had just got done with the basketball thing. You know, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm ready to eat. And my dad, you know, he just being who he is, he wanted to walk into the construction expo really quick and check it out. So, you know, he encouraged me to walk up in there and as soon as we walked in straight to the back you know you I saw this really cute small house it was no more than 300 square feet at least this really cute small house on wheels so I looked at my mom and she looked at me so I grabbed her by the hand and we ran back there to check it out right and what I remember the most is the man that owned the home just how he was so chill he was so relaxed he was so at peace um he made everything so simple in that home, but it's literally everything that you needed that you would find in a mansion. He somehow got it down to 300 square feet, you know, very, very minimal. So, um, you know, my mom saw the way that I was beaming about it. I was asking a plethora of questions. So she said, you know, hey, let's go eat, you know, we'll come back. So we came back actually the next day and the guy was still there. And by, by that time, my mom had gave me a journal because she saw how excited I was about it. She said, um, if this is what you want to do, she said, you know, take this journal. She said, write down all your questions, you know, write down anything that you want to know about it, and we'll go back and talk to the guy tomorrow. I said, okay, cool. And the guy, he was more than open, more than receiving, and you could just tell that he was just about that life. Like, he didn't need much. He was a very, very simple type of man. So I got all my questions answered, and from that day, um, that was just on my mind. I mean, I loved it. And then eventually, you know, I saw the uh, show called uh, Tiny Home, Big Living, you know, some years down the line. And um, I just kept that journal. It's a wreck right now because I've had it since I was 12. But um, I kept that journal, you know, writing things down, writing my ideas, what I envisioned, what I wanted. Um, And then my dad got me into, okay, what do you need versus what you want in your home? Because he was a construction worker. He's all about safety, right? So he was like, write down all your needs and write down all your wants. And he said, if the needs outweigh the wants, then you know you're on the right track. And I said, okay, perfect. So I got that whole list down and, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commercial Blake and figure out the needs versus want, how to follow through on change. This is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James and our fabulous guest, Taishay Walton. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace. Our fabulous guest today is Taisha Walton. We're talking about change, the inevitable change that will occur in all of our lives. Some of that change will be planned and some of it will be unplanned, but we can rest assured that there will be change. Now, I want to tell you that planned change is wonderful. In fact, 
Plan change with elevates us to the next level, takes us, takes us from being single to being married or from the opposite direction if you desire that. It is what, you know, bridges gaps and builds homes and has babies. Planned change is necessary. And a lot of people get stuck around planned change because they get stuck in the fear of things not remaining the same, the what ifs, if you will. I want to tell you that right now I am offering a free absolutely free, five steps to getting completely clear on your purpose and passion. Because guess what? When you're clear on your purpose and passion, you're unstoppable. Those pesky little emotions that would stand in the way of your beautiful life don't mean anything. Now you can uh, claim your free, absolutely free, uh, five steps to getting completely clear on your purpose and passion by simply emailing me at info at drdravonjames.com. That's info at d-r-d-r-a-v-o-n-james.com. And so that's a wonderful way to get absolutely clear. I meet people all the time who tell me, you know what, I'm not really sure what it is I want out of life. Well, it's inside of you. It's just a matter of doing a few things and harvesting it out of there. I also want to tell you something else that's absolutely free. Many of us are still on quarantine or, or some abridged version of quarantine, but what better time than now to take a college course, an online college course, absolutely free. You heard me, free. The Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning International is offering free courses. So I was on their site today and I forgot the name of the course. I should have wrote it down, but it was fabulous. So I encourage you to visit org. That's org, and register for your absolutely free online college course today. How amazing is that? I'm really excited for them, uh, for this opportunity. I actually teach a course on there, uh, the 2020 Clarity course, but there are many courses on there, many other courses that just fabulous. I encourage you to do some self-growth. Because when you exercise your mind and your heart and you explore new things, guess what? You become clear on what it is you're passionate about. So I want to tell you about those two things. We're going to hop. We have a caller waiting on the line. We're going to get to that. And then we're going to go straight to talking about needs versus wants. Hello. Thank you for being patient. You're on the air. Hello, Dr. James. Once again, another great, great show. This is the regular uh Everyday Peacemaker, Tony, and I was, um, your guest intrigues me, and I wanted to ask a question in regards to what, I, what seems like it might be a oxymoron, but maybe not. So she's done big things in uh, basketball, and then her business is obviously growing, and yet she lives in a tiny house. And so I just wanted to, her to speak on that, because um, that just seems a little, that's interesting to me, so I just wanted her to speak on that. Oh, wonderful. Okay, and thank yeah. you for being an everyday peacemaker. So, Taisha, you said it's an oxymoron. Uh-huh. What do you say to that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, even, you know, being from the big city of L.A., you know, being a student athlete on a full scholarship um, and then coming into a business for myself, I've always been like a pretty simple type of gal. I never wanted too much, always been very, very minimalist, uh, pretty simple overall. And for me, ah. just the ability to decrease your carbon footprint was the main thing for me as far as being in tune with Mother Nature. So that was just the biggest thing for me as far as why I wanted to live in a tiny home. 
Okay. Wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful. I mm-hmm. had a feeling it had something to do with just listening to you and your um, your your personality and your way of life. But thank you very much. Yes, sir. Keep doing thank great you. things. Thank You're you. Welcome. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And thank you for thank you for calling. You enjoy your day. So you yeah, I, I love I love that that we are now reaching a consciousness that uh, wealth is not necessarily only the accumulation of things. Isn't that beautiful? Exactly. That is. That's exactly what it's about. Right. We're at that place. So just before the break, we were talking about uh, we were talking about wants versus needs and your dad asking you, you know, make this list and and that your needs, if I'm understanding it properly, your needs should outweigh your wants. Talk a little bit more about that. As as yeah, and it's change. pretty much what the gentleman kind of touched on, you know, and now it's just pretty much you want to minimize everything as much as you can. And, um, you know, I'm a simple type of girl, like I said, but, you know, I need security, I need safety, I need protection, and I need to be out in nature as much as I want and need to. So um, the need was for me to have plenty of natural sunlight. The need was for me to have a balcony on my home because I can sit outside whenever I want to. And the need was for me to be in tune with the overall consciousness and Mother Earth as much as I can. And, you know, the ability to grow your own food, at you know, on top of that, you know, within my home and outside of my home. So once I pretty much put that into space for him on top of an open floor plan, um, everything came to life, you know, as far as the overall vision. You know, very simple, not a lot of furniture in the house. Um, just keep the thing as open and as natural as possible. And it manifested itself, you know, when I gave that journal to my builder and he made it happen for me. So you wrote the vision in the mm-hmm. words of Rebecca, wrote the vision, made it plain. And here you are with the living in that vision. Right. So that mm-hmm. that's a note for all of us who are who are embarking upon change open heartly like we are our yeah. heart is open to change right writing down your vision writing down that write it out write desire. it out right? write, write it out as much as you can <laughs> yeah I, I get that loud and clear so i want to ask you this question was there ever a point in, in this transition from la to texas from living in the traditional type of home to living in a tiny home. Was there ever a point where you had, where your your emotions almost stopped you? You were experiencing something emotionally that almost stopped you. Absolutely. And that was, that moment happened once my uh, dad got sick, you know, him and my mom, they're pretty much high school sweethearts. So, um, you know, the moment that, you know, she got sick, you know, his health started to turn a bit. And then I was already in Texas, you know, once my sister called me and told me what was going on with him. And I was actually in the middle of having my home completed. So right at that time, um, I was pretty close to moving back home and just having the home completed and shipped out there. But I have a very deep and attuned conversation with my sister. She was like, you know, no, just keep going. She said, let's get back here, you know, be with him as for as long as you can. And, you know, eventually he transitioned. And he actually told me, he was like, don't stop, don't give up, keep going. This is what we planned about. He's like, you know what to do. We're going to be here with you regardless. And that conversation with him before he took his last breath, like pretty much affirmed that, you know, I'll be okay, even amongst the pain of grieving both him and my mother now. So, um, you know, that that stint of a moment, again, thank God for my sister because she kept encouraging me the entire time as well. Um, I was pretty close to just moving back to L.A., I was really, really close, but I didn't. And I'm, you know, not glad that my parents 
are not here, but I'm just glad that I didn't quit because I was, that's the easiest piece to do is that when you're closer to your breakthrough and you're ready to quit, your breakthrough is more than likely right there. And that's when the breakthrough happened even more as far as my home being completed and business boomed even more after that. Oh, I thank you for sharing that. I know that's a very emotional decision to have to make, but I have to agree with you that when you, when it's, darkest before the dawn right so Mm -hmm. when you're in that space where you can't see your hand in front of your face it's so dark and that's generally not the time to turn around and go backwards it's dark anyway so you know the road backwards is confusing and the road forward is confusing too so stay moving forward and and it can be emotionally difficult you know i was reading this article in preparation for um these this conversation and i came across an article by a, a a neuroscientist, Jill Bolt Taylor. And I thought this was so interesting. And I've been, uh, you know, you and I talked a couple months ago, and I've really been exploring a lot of uh, this concept because it really resonates with what I believe and what I practice with everyday peace. But according to this neuroscientist, emotions only last 90 seconds in the body. Now, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Maybe I do. I've, I've talked to a lot of people who are stuck in some emotional stuff for all what seems like 90 years, right? And so we know that we don't necessarily get through our emotions in 90 seconds. But here is here is the the science behind this. You know, when we have these emotions like sadness and pain, right? Those mm-hmm. emotions only all the physiological stuff that goes along with those emotions happens and ends in 90 seconds here is here's what keeps us trapped in an emotion that keeps us in a space where we are resisting change because today we're focusing on change and there are many aspects to emotions but we're talking about change and not being able to go to the to the other side Right where where you where you are intended to go or where the unplanned change is sending you being stuck emotionally has to do with the story that we are voluntarily maybe unvol maybe involuntary um, but we are the story that we are telling ourselves about the new situation or about the change mm-hmm. so and, and I found that to be so true in my life like you know if you think about it. We have a story for everything. What it means, I, I love our caller who said, you know, here you are, you're a college graduate, very, very successful. You have a successful business. You are a division one basketball player, athlete. And here you are with all this successfulness. You have this really uh, a strong tendency for success. It's like almost you're like a magnet for it, it sounds like. And <laughs> you opt for your tiny home, you you pushed against the story that everybody else is saying. So it's the story mm-hmm. that we tell ourselves that either will propel us forward in our journey or hold us back and keep us stuck. So how do we right. tell ourselves a new story? And I want to, we got a caller. I'm going to come to you in just a second. I see you there. Um, how I want to say this is that we can tell ourselves a new story. It takes work and it takes practice. And I teach a class uh, when I do this keynote speaking and workshop, and it has to do really, really simply is becoming an observer in your own life. Like you're watching a movie, 
Right. Mm-hmm. And don't watch it like you're getting all involved, like you're the, you know, you're the woman on the screen. No, you're just kind of watching the movie. You're enjoying the movie. You're, you know, you like the popcorn. You're drinking the soda. You're enjoying the movie. But, you know, it could go either way. You're not that, you know, you're not tied to it. You realize it's a movie. When you become that detached from the emotion behind the change and you just sort of watch what, what the emotion is doing in your body, just sort of watch it. It allows you to, t- to detach and then start telling yourself a different story. So that takes practice. It, I know I have been working on that for a number of years and sometimes I'm really good at it. And then sometimes I need a kick in the pants. But I want to share <laughs> that with people as we're talking about change, because change is inevitable. None of us wants to be the dinosaur. None of us wants to be the person who's stuck in the mud and the whole world is moving on and we're still back, you know, with our what ifs. We want to progress and to grow too. So we're going to go to our caller now. And hello. Thank you for being patient. You're on the air with our special guest, Taisha Walton. Hi, Dr. James. Uh, My name is Kaylee and I am actually the best friend of Taisha Walton. (laughs) Hi, sir. Hi. (laughs) You're the Dallas connection. (laughs) I am. (laughs) And I've just been listening and beaming from ear to ear and um, just wanted to thank you for highlighting my best friend. She's my sister. She's my confidant. Um, She's an amazing human being and I just I'm just so happy that you were allowed her her platform to speak and just bring all this knowledge to to the world. So I just wanted to send her support and let you know we're listening to. I love you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. And and I gotta say a huge thank you to you too because, unbeknownst to you, you just being the amazing best friend that you are, you extended the hand that put her journey in process for her to have yeah. this 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 Absolutely. tiny home in the space that she wants with the security that she wants with the with the mother earth and yes. all of that. So yeah. Yes. No, I'm it was an honor and I've been begging her to come to Texas since I moved in two thousand fifteen. So things mm-hmm. fell the way they needed to and she's thriving. We're not there anymore, but I mean I've known Tashay for over ten years at this point. So she stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I, yeah i don't want to take any more of y'all's time but i just want to let you know we're listening well thank you so this. much absolutely you're welcome enjoy and thank you for being an everyday peacemaker enjoy your day you too bye Goodbye. so yeah so we're talking about this change that you know and i think when i listen to your story and you talk about you know how you move from five clients to 90 clients and talks about the power of, of change. What is your, what do you see more change? You're here, you got your tiny home, which is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. You can see, I, I posted the link. If you visit the uh, unityonline.org mm-hmm. uh, homepage and you go to the, today's show, nothing to lose, everything to gain. And you click that link, you'll be able to see the beautiful tiny home. So thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. So you you have this tiny home. You've achieved what you wanted with that. You are uh, you have the balcony. You have a beautiful location where you can be outside a good portion of the year and just be in tune with Mother Nature. What do you see as your next planned change venture? 
Yeah, so the overall, you know, just ability to have a tiny home, you know, the home is on wheels. So you get to hook it up, you know, to a truck or whatever the case may be and move it wherever you want to. So um, for me, I love that duality as well, you know, just being able or the convenience to up and go whenever you want. I don't have to worry about, you know, hotel rooms and all that stuff. But overall, the goal is to take my practice um, on the road and just be of service wherever I stop. You know, so again, I do work virtually with people, whether that's self-therapy, um, personal training, life coaching, whatever the case may be. But as far as the hands-on approach, I have, like, so many people in different parts of the world that I want to eventually, you know, just get on the road and, you know, stop one place, go to another place and work with different people, you know, with all the tools that I have to provide. And, you know, that in itself is change, you know, because you don't know what you're going to expect on the road or in the next state let alone the next country if I do choose to have my home shipped out of the country somewhere to also work with people. So um, that's the next step for me right there is just to continue to move and thrive and inspire people and be hands-on and um, just show people that, you know, don't put, don't put yourself in a box. You'll continue to navigate and be your own co-creator as you move and progress through life within all those changes. Oh, I love it. I love this. This a common theme of service comes through when you speak and not only in your words, but just in just your energy just comes across as service. We have another caller on the line. Hello. Welcome to the Everyday Peace Show with our fabulous guest, Taishay Walton. Hello. Hi. Hi. This is Coach (laughs) Cynthia. Hey, hey, Coach. Hey, this is hey, one of my mentors. <laughs> hey, hey. What an honor, blessing. Thanks for the shout out to to participate in listening to this. And thank you, Dr. Duran, for, again, you know, helping and uh, giving Taisha this forum for, to bring her light to the world because she's awesome and amazing. Wow, and so you are Coach Cynthia from New Mexico? No, from her, oh. from when she was a junior, and I've watched her journey. I've been part of witnessing and being blessed by it since her junior year of high school. When I sat in the stands and watched that young lady jump through the roof, and <laughs> said, that gal is going on to bigger and better things, and, uh, and wow, that's happening. Yep. So, and I hope our audience is getting this, is that this is this is how we do this. This is how we build champions. This is how we build a bridge, right, with our heart, with our soul, so that we can encourage people to embrace change. I mean, that you are the coach from our junior year of high school. How amazing <laughs> is that? And so some of this, some of what you're seeing, some of what we're hearing today is part of... Uh, what you seeded into her. Mm-hmm. I'm humble. Amazing. But she, yes, this, she was uh, beyond her years at a, at a young age and just embracing everything she could at every turn. And when you witness that and you're able to support that, and especially um, for young ladies, you know, um, embracing their journey the way she has and building that resilience. And grit, you know, it's been just phenomenal to to be a part of and very blessed. And I want to let you continue on, too, but I just wanted to say hello to you and thank you, Dr. Duran, for what you've done in in this forum and how you you reach others as well. I love you, T. Okay. I love you. All right. And thank you for being an everyday peacemaker and thank you for what you've given us in in the world and in the way of Taisha Walton. Oh, thank you as well. Take care. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. So you know what? One thing that the coach brought up here that we haven't hit on, and I know time is escaping us and we want to talk um, this really briefly, and then we're going to get to you telling people how they can work with you because you are mobile. But as a woman, being able to embrace change in all that we, you know, our journey uh, we're a bit less. Uh, well, I don't want to be insulting to anyone, but I was. Let me speak personally. I don't feel mm-hmm. as I, that I am as capable of defending myself and taking care of myself as a man would be in a physical. Sure, we can make the money, absolutely. But when we talk about venturing out into the world on our own, right? I, I sort of think you you went to Texas, so it's like pi- pioneering this new environment, and you are doing this as a woman. Mm-hmm. Did Do you think that there were some things in there that were harder um, to overcome? I mean, honestly, no, because of just how my parents um, loved on me while they were raising me. Um, the men in my life were beyond pivotal, you know, from my dad to my grandfather to my uncles to my older cousins. Um, they had me in self-defense classes and taught me self-defense early. Um, They taught me how to, you know, stay feminine, but kind of like, you know, think in a masculine way when it comes to business. Um, So it was a pretty good balance that I got, you know, as far as the feminine background and the masculine background, as far as like that grit, that tenacity that coach touched on. Um, So I feel like I had a pretty good balance as far as like whenever I got hit with a wall that I knew how to not necessarily just retreat, but kind of just navigate around it and or find a way to get over it, you know, by any means possible. So um, the only thing, you know, as far as emotions go, yeah, that's always a process as women, as a woman. But um, there isn't much that I don't feel that my family, both men and women, have haven't prepared me for, especially during these times. I feel like they prepared me for these times specifically during uncertainty, while amongst change every day. Oh, I, I love that, and I, I love the fact that you had these male role models who did what Steve Harvey always preaches. Think like a man, act like a woman. So you were able to have that balance where you could think on that level and be able to protect yourself but still maintain your femininity. And Mm -hmm. we are about, you know, we have a few minutes left on the show, about four or five minutes. I would love to talk about how people can connect with you. How can they work with you? Talk a little bit about the work that you're doing for people and how they can reach you. Yeah, for sure. So um, you can follow me on Instagram at letter N underscore my underscore zone underscore um i have my website on there you could book me through there and everything but as i mentioned before not too long ago um, i provide body work services i provide massage therapy i do virtual personal training i do in-person virtual training or in-person personal training um i do life coaching as well um i do distant energy work if you want to know what energy work is that's pretty much helping you move all of those negative emotions and our positive emotions that are sometimes stuck in the body, help that navigate and process through your body, both mentally, physically, and emotionally. My business is called In My Zone, Connecting the Mind, Body, and Spirit, because that's where we all are. We have to have a mental space, a physical space, and a spiritual space in order to thrive in this world, and I help you find your zone so that you can make that happen. Oh, I love it. And I love the fact that you are definitely living your life purpose and passion. I can hear it. I can hear, I can actually feel your energy. And I know in the introduction, I mentioned that you're welcome, that as a very young 
age, you were very connected to this mind, body, spirit, and, and you're living that out. And that's so very important. Again, I want to just make sure that our listeners know that right now today, you can get five steps to getting completely clear on your purpose and passion absolutely free because this type of this journey is what each and every one of us wants to be clear, purposeful and driven in the flow, a gentle flow to where we want to, where we want to be. So you can access five steps to getting completely clear on your purpose and passion at info at drdravonjames.com. You can reach uh, our guests one more time for your, for your um, site, how they can reach you to find out more about life coaching. Did you guys hear that? Who better to be <laughs> coached through this pandemic change and all the uncertainties than someone who actually embraces change plans for it and harnesses it so one more time on that website how they can reach you yeah so the website is in my zone.com letter n m y z o n e.com and the instagram is at the letter n underscore my underscore zone underscore that's where you can find me i look forward to working with you This is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Until next time, thank you for being an everyday peacemaker. I absolutely love you. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.